good to be able to have him there as our gang regional. And now he's going to preach the word of God to us here tonight. Help me welcome Brother Champ Flores. Come on, our gang regional here in the silicone. Praise the Lord. All right, now one more time before you're seated, just give a hand to the Lord, the King of Kings. Come on. Oh, come on, don't get tired of praising him. Come on, we're talking about the one that gave you life this morning. Come on, we're talking about the one that put a smile on our face. Come on, that one that saved us, that delivered us. Come on, we were just dancing in freedom right now. Let's give some praise to the reason why we have that freedom. Before you're seated, tell somebody next to you, I'm glad you came tonight. You can go ahead and take your seats. Thank you, worship team. And I want to thank God for my salvation. Yeah, you know, like you heard, it's it's been some time now, and it even uh, kind of, you know, blows my mind sometimes when I think about just that time with the Lord where I just, you know, thought, okay, you know, if I'm going to give this a try. You know, for me, it was more of, okay, I'm going to see if everything I've heard all this time is really true. And... Man, God hasn't failed since, and uh, he kept me from, you know, just following the path of being another loser. I mean, I mean a cool kid, you know, I mean, a, a, you know, one that's got it all together and that looks good and on the outside and all, but just questioning everything on the inside. God kept me from all of that because I just decided to, you know, try it and give him a chance. And, you know, God's been good ever since. You know, I, he's a faithful God. I know that somebody here can testify, you know, along with me that if we're faithful to God, He'll be faithful to us. Can somebody say amen? And I thank God for our founders. You know, where would we be? We wouldn't be here tonight, you know, if it wasn't for Pastor Sonny, Sister Julie, all of our elders, our leaders. Uh, you know, I bring greetings from them as well as San Jose now is, is their home, the base that we're building there. Uh, our founders and as well as Pastor Charlie, Sister Pogi, they send their love and their greeting. They find themselves in, uh, in Israel right now. So keep all of our pastors and leaders that are over there in prayer. Uh, what an awesome experience. And we know that, you know, it's not just they're able to go and we're not. They're able to go and we're able to receive whatever's being transmitted into their spirit over there, walking where Jesus walked. I can only imagine what that's like. So I'm, I'm like excited for them to be there. Um, but they did send their love and their greetings, and uh, they love this church very much. And I uh, thank God for your pastor and his wife and the team here, all the gang, everybody for this opportunity. And I thank you for coming out, or else I wouldn't have nobody to speak to. Uh, <laughs> but I really thank God for the family that we have. You know, there's, there's one thing that I've seen proven, you know, through the test of time. No matter where I've gone, I've been privileged to travel quite a bit. And it's true no matter where we go, that wherever there's a banner of Victory Outreach, that we're family, and we have family all over the world, and uh, I thank God for, you know, I could say my immediate family, for the ones from San Jose that were able to make it out, I thank God that they were able to come, I love you guys, and um, now they get to feel just a little bit for once of what everyone goes through when they go to, to San Jose on a weeknight, you know, through fighting through traffic, uh, we're spoiled over there, because usually everybody comes to us, but I thank God that a lot of the leaders and the team made it happen to bring as many as we could, and there was others that wanted to come, but I mean, they'd be showing up by the time we ended when they got off of work and all that. But uh, we're excited to be here, and I'm extremely blessed to be here. And tonight, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 16. And tonight, just hold it there when you get there, and, and we'll read a scripture in, in a few moments. But tonight, I want to just really, I, I know it's a gang takeover and how awesome it's been. I don't need to, to reiterate all that you've already heard and seen up here as far as young people doing what God's called them to do, and young people answering the call of God, young people stepping out for God. 
And what it really is, is young people through our ministry and through God's anointed now generation finding their purpose, finding a greater purpose than that that they find on social media, than what they find at school, than what they find through a relationship at a young age. They find so much greater in the purpose that God has for them. And tonight I want to be talking about purpose. And I know it's a gang takeover and it might it, it emphasize a little bit at times on a young person finding their purpose. But I also pray tonight that every man, every woman in this place is open to make sure that we're able to be realigned with our purpose. If there's ever a time and a day where purpose is lost and there's no sense of it really in our life or it's short lived, it's today. Why, I believe, for many reasons, but I think, one, it's what we call, you know, technology, where we could instantly find a purpose with the touch of a few buttons on our screen, where we could instantly find a purpose even for a day. You could find something to do. You could find out where your friends, some of you that stalk on Instagram, you find out where people are at. Maybe nobody here. Maybe they just do that in San Jose. But for who it applies... Sounds like we could find a purpose for an hour, for a minute, for a, for a lunch, for a dinner, for a party, for whatever it might be, for an event, whatever it is. We could find purpose real easy today. But a lot of that purpose comes and goes. And even sometimes it's hard to find and it depends more upon your Wi-Fi connection than what God's purpose for your life. Sometimes we find purpose in so many different things and we lack true purpose because as soon as our battery dies, we feel like we have none. Purpose is something that comes and goes nowadays, and especially for young people. It's, it's purpose is all over the place. You look at all the fake life on, real, on, 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 on a social media that's supposed to be reality, and even television shows that are supposed to be reality shows, but all these things that are truly fake, but that's where we're driven towards as far as finding purpose and what we're supposed to be like, what we're supposed to look like. Even in this generation of we know we have a freedom here in the presence of God, but there's a certain freedom that's trying to be pushed in the world that affects parenting, that affects young people, that affects all lives, no matter where we come from, no matter our background. There's always something that's trying to make its purpose for us. And if we're not careful, and if, like I said, if we don't make sure we're aligned with the purpose of God for our lives and why we were even created, then we'll find another purpose real quick. As good as your connection, as, as many bars as you have, as strong as your, your signal is, that's how fast you can find purpose today. But yet, we live in such an educated and a technology-savvy generation, but did you know that we're also living in the most depressed generation that we've ever seen? Where already this year, we're on pace to break records as far as shootings and incidents, especially with young people, young adults at schools, workplaces, all of those things. Why? To me, that just brings it out even more so how there's a lack of purpose in our world today. That there's a disregard for life because a lot of life doesn't find purpose nowadays. That's why suicide is at an all-time high and continually to rise when it comes to young people. That now, even as much as, man, I was just uh, uh, in Albuquerque not too long ago, and, and, and there was a young, a young person that was 11 years old that committed suicide. That just, that broke my heart. It, it, I couldn't, it, honestly, I felt like I couldn't understand it. But it just brought out this, what I'm sharing right now, and taking some time to elaborate on that much more. That how could somebody so young, and not including all the others that are older, have such a lack of regard for maybe their own life or for the lives of others when it comes to doing harm to others. It's because there's no real purpose. So then if there's no purpose, then there's no 
real consequence to things. There's no fear of things, and there's nothing that really matters, and well, who cares, and whatever comes, and that's why we're getting so many random incidents all throughout the world today. Mark chapter 16, if you're still there with me, we're going to read verse 15. And I'm going to try my best to keep it simple tonight as far as our God-given purpose. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, the Bible says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me one more time. Father, we thank you tonight for your presence that we know is already in this place. Lord, I pray that you would anoint your message and your messenger. Lord, that your word would come forth with power and clarity. Lord, that you would do a work within our lives, Lord, like only you can. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. One more time, Mark 16, 15 says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, this might sound simple to some, and we know that this is what we do. And if there's a ministry in all the world that does this so well, I think it's us. If there's a ministry that truly exemplifies the Great Commission and what God commands us or commissions us to do, it's Victory Outreach. I thank God that we don't just read it, but we like to live it, like you heard earlier. It's not something we just sing about or rap about or we just talk about or say, hey, that's a good idea. No, we live it out every day. Why? Because God's given us this purpose. Our, our vision and our purpose, you know it's from God because you can back everything in it back to Scripture. You can back everything that we do, everything that is instructed, every event, everything that we move on and that we go to the streets for and that we reach out and code red and with the girls having their event this Saturday and all these different things. You know it's from God because you can find Scripture to back up why we do it. And if I could, like I said, I'm going to try and keep it simple. It all comes down to this that includes all of us. Now, no one's exempt. Tell your neighbor he's talking to you. Okay, come on, the one that you were scared to look at, this time, talk to him this time and tell him he's talking to you. I love this scripture because it includes all of us. And it makes it possible for all of us to do this. And why? Because it says the world, but remember, we live in the world. We might not be of it, but we all are in it somewhere. So this scripture might not mean just for those that are going to go and travel. I know I'm talking to some future missionaries. I know, like your pastor said, we believe in sending. We believe in, in launching out. We believe in sending team members, pastors, missionaries, evangelists, whatever's needed all throughout the world because of the work of Victory Outreach International. So sometimes we could tend to think, well, maybe that's not me. Even as young people, sometimes, well, that's good for my parents or that's good for my pastor, or that's good for uh, Pastor Will who's out there, that's good for so-and-so who's a missionary, that's good for them, and oh man, praise God, thank God for them, thank God for them going into all the world, no, 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 my friend, we're in this world, so this scripture really includes where we go every single day, because your job is a part of this world, your neighborhood is a part of this world, where we have life groups is a part of this world, Hayward is a part of this world, San Jose is a part of this world, and I thank God that no matter where I go, I can find purpose for my life. You know, when we see a lack of purpose, then that's usually an abundance of problems. So maybe even some right away, we can tend to think, well, why should I, or maybe I don't feel that, or I don't, no, no, purpose drives out problems. So I love standing on scripture like this that says, okay, if I know who God is, 
And I know the gospel. Preaching doesn't mean what I'm doing tonight behind the pulpit. That means just sharing with somebody the love of God. That tells somebody Jesus loves you. There's a plan and a purpose for your life. Jesus died for you. He shed his blood for you. All of us can minister one way or another. Tell the person next to you, preach, preacher. We're all called to preach. This is a commission to all of us. All of us are included in this because we are all in this world. So wherever we go, there's an opportunity for us to live out purpose. What am I saying? There's an opportunity for us to forget problems in our life. Or am I the only one that has some sometimes? There's an opportunity every day for us to not focus on the negative and think about depositing something positive by preaching the gospel to somebody else. There's an opportunity for us to say, okay, I might not be this, I might not be that, but let me have some faith for somebody else, and if the Bible says that I can be this, then they could be this also. And then what you hear on a service isn't just for us. This is why I love our ministry so much, is because we don't just keep it within these four walls. We don't just come on a service on a Thursday night, get filled with the word, have freedom, dance, live, and shout, and and rejoice, and all these things, and then just silence when we leave. No, 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 we're the exact opposite. Why? Because we stand on scripture like this, because God's given us a purpose. God's given us a purpose so great that we can take it anywhere we go. That no matter who we're around, no matter what family members around, no matter what co-workers around, no matter what boss is around, no matter what friend is around, no matter who it is, we can preach the gospel. We can just take what we hear here. We can open up the scripture at home, find a good word, live it, breathe it, internalize it, and then give it to somebody else. That's purpose. It's purpose, and that purpose drives out all the problems of life. That purpose is what drives out the problems that we can't change on our own. That purpose is what drives out the fear, what drives out the doubt. See, if we don't have that purpose and that's, that purpose isn't driving us, then the world's going to drive us where it wants us to go. If we're not being driven by the purpose that God's given us, then I dare to ask tonight, who's driving you? then, not to sound rude, but whatever problems you might have, why are you letting whatever driving you to? It happens. Why? Because we're not letting God's purpose drive us. God's word cannot come back void. God's word is all power. It's alive. It's active. It's doing something. So if we don't have that purpose in us, then that's why slowly we're eventually dying because it's only the purpose that we find in God's word that keeps us alive that keeps us active there's nothing worse than waking up in the morning and wondering why you're here there's nothing worse in the morning or at any point in life at any point in day and I've been there I'm speaking for my own self there's no nothing worse than feeling like you don't have purpose then wondering what when why am I going to church tonight why am I serving why am I doing this why am I doing that and i I hope I'm not the only one that's ever felt like that. If that's the case, we just stretch your hands this way, pray for me, call it a night. We get like that sometimes. Why? Because of the day we live in, where all these other purposes are just bombarding us, where you just, if you're on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or anything, it's just purpose after purpose after purpose, but it's not God, not God, not God, not God, not God. And then we're trying to, oh, no, 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 but God's called me. We got to be careful of what we let drive us even from our screen. We got to be careful of what's driving our life, what's driving our motives, what's driving our purpose every day. Sometimes it's just purpose because of a guy or because of a girl. Now stay with me, but isn't that what happened the last time and the time before that and the time before that? And the 
Maybe just over in San Jose. Maybe nobody here struggles with that. What's driving us? What purpose truly controls our destiny? Because if there's problems, yes, we all face things. But the Bible reminds us to count it all joy when we face those things. But now how do we counter those things? How do we not allow ourselves to be driven deeper into a problem? It's by letting the purpose of God drive our life. It's by letting that purpose to go into all the world and preach the gospel. See, we're not the type of people that are called to just go into the world and stay silent and don't let anybody know that you know the truth. We're the exact opposite, so this is why we're so successful. And what I love about our ministry and why I reference it so much and I believe in it so much is because it works and it's proven. Nothing can be proven until it's tested. I think over 50 years is a pretty good test. I think success from a, a, a room probably one one hundredth of the size of this right here to now a worldwide ministry is proof enough. I think the success of a purpose in a young man's life and a young woman's life that says yes to God is more than enough. I think the purpose that a drug addict from New York found and now is traveling the world and now is a, a, a part of a worldwide ministry, I think that's proof enough. I think some of us maybe tonight just need to remember the proof that's in our own life, that when we found a purpose in God, it saved us, it changed us. Us, it delivered us. Just think for a moment of the purpose that you used to have. Come on, somebody think for one moment and think about the purpose that was driving your life to keep getting high. The purpose of your life that was just driving you to stay in that bad relationship. Thank God he gave us another purpose. Thank God we don't have to figure it out on our own. Thank God we don't have to wander and look and be lost and wonder what's happening. Trying to find purpose at the end of a bottle. Trying to find purpose at the end of a joint. Find, trying to find purpose with this guy and that girl. No, but God's given us a clear-cut purpose that says, look, just go wherever you go. It's in this world that I created, but don't just be there. Preach the gospel. There's more drug addicts. There's more gang members. There's more prostitutes. There's more young people. There's more depression. There's more suicide that's out there that needs to hear the gospel. We got to preach to every creature. That means there's no exemption of who we can and can't preach to. That we're not limited to what we can do. What does that say? That we're not limited to a little purpose. We're not limited to just have purpose on a Thursday night. We're not limited to just have purpose when everything's working out just right. Well, purpose every day, no matter where we go, no matter where we are, no matter who's around. All the world, every creature, purpose is there. Tell the person next to you, do you got purpose? And we can't lose when we follow a command from God. This is something that we have to have deeply rooted in us, that it's not just something, like I said, that's just a phrase, that's just like, hey, let's go and try this. No, it's been working for over 50 years. What I'm preaching tonight isn't something I came up with like, hey, let me like see what this, maybe this will work. Let's see what, what happens. No, this is proven. This has been successful. Why? Because it's a command from God, and we can't lose when we preach the gospel. Now, if you're like me, sometimes, though, when I think of actually preaching the gospel, and I don't mean up here, I, I mean like to people. You know when it's real, like it's just you at work? <laughs> you know when it's just you down the, you know, walking the, down the street, when it's just you walking into the store? And then you get that feeling, right? You get that like, oh, man, like, man, I could tell that person about Jesus. No, I'm not. 
Okay, I'm gonna, am I the only one that ever feels like that sometimes, right? You don't even know why. You're like, why do I feel like that right now? And then you turn and you're like, oh, man, it's because of them. <laughs> and God just, like, quickens you or he just, like, hey, just tell them or just invite them to church. Just preach the gospel. Sometimes we feel like, well, what if they don't like it? Well, what if this and what if that? I want to read a scripture in Luke chapter 6, 22. The Bible says, blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and cast out your name as evil. Evil. Anybody ever been talked about before? Right? All right, stay with me, though. Don't start thinking about them and what the, stay with me. When they start talking about you, goes on to say for the son of man's sake. And then the Bible even says to rejoice. It says to leap for joy. For indeed, your reward is great in heaven. Now, this is like some crazy thinking to the natural. That if we were to preach the gospel to somebody and they don't like it, if you've ever been on the streets, you pass them a flyer, they rip it up in your face, throw it at you, right? Some of us have been spit on, you know. Isn't it crazy to think that in those moments we're blessed? Isn't it crazy to think that in that moment we should have joy? That we could even leap? Imagine, you're like, flyer, and you just start jumping up. and just, I'm not saying you have to do that. But go for it. It's God's word. Why not? Because if we don't take that route and we don't view it that way, then we're not going to let that purpose drive us to another level. We're not going to let that purpose get us past those fears. We're not going to let that purpose get us past some insecurities, past some doubts, Past some, well, I don't know if I can. Man, but I'm still not perfect. I still mess up a lot. Man, if pastor only knew, if my leaders only knew, and if the church really knew. No, no, no. Just be blessed. Just be blessed. Just be blessed. Isn't it an awesome thing to be blessed? I know we've all felt it at one point or another. Personally, financially, with your family. Isn't it awesome when you're just blessed? So why not just be blessed in those moments instead of, which I'm guilty of at times, still struggling with that. And then, man, I thank God uh, uh, for standing on scriptures like this where I'm able to push past those fears instead of before I would just kind of, oh, no, and make an excuse in my mind. And then, but then inside I'm feeling not so blessed. And I know I'm not the only one that felt that before. Where, man, I had an opportunity to fulfill God's purpose for my life. But then I walk away and I don't feel blessed. I see my family and, and I walk away and I don't feel blessed. I see somebody hurting and I walk away and I don't feel blessed. That's not God. That's not his desire for you and I. His desire is for us to be blessed. And for us to always rejoice. And us to always count it all joy. But how do we do that? How do we obtain it? By standing on his purpose for our life. By letting that drive us and saying, you know what, regardless of the outcome of this right now, I know even just the fact that I'm sowing seed, the Bible says that some sow, some water, but God brings the increase. So let me do my part. God did not bring us here tonight. He didn't bring us to be a part of Victory Outreach, to be a part of the body of Christ, just to be ourselves and keep to ourselves. No, he called us to reach out. It's in our name, Victory Outreach. So we have to be those that know this purpose and have it deep within inside of us, that it's not just here on a church service. It's not just when we're in a sanctuary 
but it's out there when we're in the world, when we see another creature, like the Bible says, and we have something inside of us to give, to offer, and what it is is the gospel. It's the truth. It's the love of God. It's the freedom that we've experienced. Don't make small in your eyes what might be big to somebody else. There's freedom in your life. God has done a mighty work in many of us here. God's already saved us. God's already transformed us. Even the fact that we're here is enough to be grateful for to say that somebody else needs that in their life. We have to have that purpose deep within us. I want to share an example of one of the biggest ways that we can effectively fulfill that purpose in our life, and it's when we do it personally, like I was sharing right now. But in the Bible, in John chapter 1, verses 39, I'm going to read a few. You could just listen if you want for right now. John 139, the Bible says, he said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Now it was about the 10th hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, you are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. Now, what happened here is Andrew, Simon's brother, Andrew found Jesus. He heard that there was somebody who had a greater purpose for their life. He found somebody that had some answers to life. He found somebody that was just different, that was not like somebody else, that was not like something else, that was just uh, unique, that was just special. I can only imagine the feeling he had first meeting and talking with the disciples and, and meeting Jesus. But what does he do? He just goes and he personally grabs his own brother, and all he does is bring him to Jesus. This is the greatest way that me and you can fulfill that purpose every day. It's just by getting somebody who doesn't know that there's a greater purpose in life. Getting somebody who thinks that these are just the cards that they've been dealt in life. Getting somebody who's just stuck in an addiction. Getting somebody who's just still lost. Getting somebody who's just still following the same patterns. Getting somebody who needs a change in their life. And then this is what I love, is that it doesn't require me and you to know everything. It doesn't require me and you to be a theologian. It says that what does he do? Did he, did he preach to him right there and just do everything that he could all right there? No. He, what did he do? Brought him to Jesus. Brought him to the one who has the answers. Brought him to the one that could change his life. Brought him to the one that could save him. Brought him to the one that could give him a greater purpose. But what I love about this is that when Jesus told him that his, he will now be called Cephas, which is translated a stone, I view this how we, how we minister and we bring people to Jesus. That there's too many people in the world today that aren't solid, if I could say it like that. There's too many people in the world today that have fractured lives. There's too many people in the world today that are incomplete, that aren't whole. And it's our responsibility, you and I, to personally fulfill the purpose of God in our lives by bringing somebody to Jesus so he can make them whole again. I think we can all think of a few people right now that we personally know that their life's not whole. That their life isn't solid. That they're still looking for love in the wrong place. That they're still looking to drugs. That they're still looking to this. That they're still gangbanging. That they're still on the streets. That they're still just stuck in this. Why? Because there's a life that's incomplete. And they're looking to be made whole. What greater purpose than to be able to see somebody be made, be made whole when they come to Jesus? 
And for some of us that have been here for some time, as the keyboard makes his way, I would encourage you at this time to remember how Jesus made you whole. That we can't become the type of Christians that are so in love with God and enjoying his blessing and his favor so much because now our life is complete and now we have purpose and now that we forget about how we once were before all of that. Because when we remember those moments where our life wasn't complete, where our life wasn't made whole, then when you see that person on the street, when you see that person in the store, when you feel the Holy Spirit compelling you to tell somebody about God, you won't walk away. You'll make sure that you're blessed in that moment. The Bible even says that he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Think for a moment about how refreshing it is to be in the presence of the Lord. About how refreshing it is to know that Jesus still loves us, even as imperfect as we are. To know that Jesus still cares for us, that he has a plan and a purpose that's greater for our lives. And then as we think and we reflect on that in those moments, we'll be compelled to help somebody else find Jesus. That this purpose it's always there for us. This purpose is greater than just going and doing a nine to five. This purpose is greater than just paying bills. This purpose is greater than even just worrying about yourself. I wouldn't be able to speak on this at all if I didn't find it true for my own life as well. That there was a season in my life where I decided, or I wanted to decide my own purpose. Knowing God, but then knowing what I liked and what I wanted. And then in that valley of decision, thinking, okay, but I could make that my purpose and it'll look good. I'll still go to church. I'll, I'll be faithful. I'll be, the, I'll be a good Christian. I thank God. I love him. But then as I began to pursue that for a time, there was that something inside that went unsatisfied. There was that certain little something that nobody else knew, that nobody else could say, not even those closest to me, but I felt it on the inside, and it was because of there was a lack of the purpose being fulfilled of why I was created. I don't know what purpose you're serving today. I don't know everyone's story. But if it's not God's purpose for our life involving other people, involving reaching somebody, involving personally bringing them to Jesus, then that could be the very reason why sometimes we don't feel satisfied with life. Why the frustrations of life overwhelm us. Why the desires and the wants that we have seem so overwhelming at times. But yet if we were to just let the purpose of God fulfill our life, then guess what? Even when you feel like you're being hated on, anybody got haters? Even in that moment, you're blessed. Tell the person next to you, you're blessed. Come on, tell them like you really mean it. Tell them you're blessed. I want you to stand with me tonight. I want to make an altar call in a moment because I believe that God's calling all of us to fulfill his purpose 
for our lives. And to whatever level we're on when it comes to that, be real with the Lord and he'll help you take it to the next level. That's why we have leaders. You have great pastors. You have great ministers, great leaders in this church. We're here to help so you can be satisfied with the purpose that God's given in your life. But before that, even in the example that I read with Andrew, before he reached his brother, he made a personal decision to follow Jesus. He had to come to the realization that, okay, if I'm going to help somebody, I can only imagine in that moment, like some of us here tonight, you're thinking of somebody that needs Jesus. But before we get to that step, have you made that personal choice to really follow him and make his purpose your own? We could know people need Jesus all the time. But what this world needs is people that are living it out first. Examples that they can follow where you're not just telling your friend that needs Jesus, hey, you should go to church, but you miss out sometimes. Not just telling somebody, hey, man, come with me, but then we're not really living that life. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to ask those of you that need to make that personal choice here tonight to follow Jesus. Because ultimately, you're going to do the same with somebody else. You're going to bring them to him. Like your life's being brought before him right now. If that's you here tonight, maybe it was at one time, you need to recommit and say, you know what? I had that purpose in my life, but it's not so strong right now. I've been kind of dipping into this purpose, and I kind of like that, and I kind Make God's purpose for your life the first and foremost. And you watch how not only it satisfies, but it begins to fulfill in such a way that overflows to those around you. If that's you and you need to make that personal choice to follow Jesus with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to repeat this prayer. And if you're serious, then I'm going to ask you to say it so you can accept him into your heart and make that choice to follow him and say, Jesus, come on, like you know he's real. Say, Jesus. I thank you tonight for your purpose for my life. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I'm asking you right now to wash away the old. Get rid of any other purpose. I give it all over to you. And I want you to lead and to guide my life. Not just tonight, not just tomorrow, but forever. Come on, but forever. I'm giving my life to you to fulfill your purpose, not to go back to any other. Thank you, Lord. Have your way in my life. Use me to bring people to you, to show others that there's a greater purpose for their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you right now for every person who accepted you into their heart, whether for the first time or again, Lord, as a recommitment. Lord, we know that the heavens are rejoicing, and I pray that right now, in our own spirit, we would feel a joy and a rejoicing. Lord, that this is our purpose. This is why you created us. Father, I pray right now for anybody who's been facing problems out of their control, that they would be reminded tonight to realign with the purpose that you've given us. 
Lord, that refreshment that we desire, that we desperately need in our life, I pray that we would stand upon your word and give it to somebody else so we could see it done in our life. Lord, I pray right now for a stirring of your spirit of evangelism, your spirit of discipleship upon your people here. Lord, the tools that you've given us to fulfill our purpose in life. Lord, we have examples upon examples in our ministry, success after success all over this world. And I pray that we would align with that so we can feel the success in our daily life. Give us courage, give us boldness to be who you created us to be, which is a preacher of your gospel to every creature in all the world. Holy Spirit, have your way right now. Realign us. Let us find your, our purpose in you.